This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. We have an unfortunate but all too predictable piece of breaking news here, folks. Francis, as a sign of his infinite mercy and kindness, in a move that can only illustrate how seriously Francis takes his own rhetoric about listening to all voices in the church in this synodal process, he has had a meeting this past weekend with two bishops, key to the decision process about what to do about the Vatican's American problem. The American problem, as they've been calling it, is embodied these days by two men most noteworthily, Father James Altman and Bishop Joseph Strickland. And while we have no news about anything that will inevitably be done to Father Altman by the powers that shouldn't be in Rome, we do know now that they are in fact going to do something about Bishop Strickland, who has been a thorn in the side of Francis' church in the Vatican for the past year or so, since he started speaking publicly and tweeting openly about how he's, frankly, not exactly the biggest fan of Francis and the job he's doing as the alleged Roman pontiff. Our story today comes from the fine folks over at Pillar Catholic, who honestly do some good work breaking down these kinds of stories. We have this headline, Pope Francis Meets to Discuss Strickland Resignation. Resignation? Now, that's an interesting choice of words. You see, we tend to think of resignations as something someone does semi-voluntarily, meaning they generally have a choice to resign. But let's be honest with ourselves here. Bishop Strickland isn't going to be voluntarily one to resign. He's just not going to do it. He's going to be told to resign, probably by the papal nuncio. If he is told to resign and in writing, if you're watching this Bishop Strickland, if you're told to do that, please publish the letter they send you. Make it known. They did this to the bishop in Puerto Rico, Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres, for the great crime of not going along with the narrative about the uh, 2020 problem, we'll call it, and the solution the leaders of the world were pushing on everyone, as well as for not sending his seminarians to a hyper-modernist seminary, as Rome wanted him to do. For those great sins, Bishop Torres was removed. Bishop Strickland has done something infinitely worse. He's verbally and publicly gone against Francis, and he's done so in a way that rallies the laity and gives hope to the traditional Catholics, even if he is himself not exactly a traditionalist bishop. What odd times we live in. Truly, we live in strange times. So from the Pillar article, quote, At a meeting Saturday, Pope Francis discussed the Vatican's officials the prospect of requesting the resignation of Bishop Joseph Strickland of the Diocese of Tyler, Texas, the Pillar has learned. The Pope met September 9th with Archbishop Robert Prevost, OSA, head of the Dicastery for Bishops, and the Archbishop Christophe Pierre, Apostolic Nuncio to the United States, both cardinals-elect. Several sources close to the Dicastery told the pillar ahead of the meeting that the prelates would present the Pope with the results of an apostolic visitation of Strickland's diocese, conducted earlier this year, as well as subsequent public actions by the bishop who has emerged as an outspoken critic of the Holy Father. The situation of Bishop Strickland is the agenda, one senior official close to the dicastery told the pillar. And the expectation is that the Holy Father will be requesting his, Joseph Strickland's, resignation. That will certainly be the recommendation put to him. While noting that the papal audience did not exclusively concern the Bishop of Tyler, who has previously accused the Pope of having a, quote, program for undermining the deposit of faith, the official said that Strickland's case was set to be, quote, the primary point of discussion. 
there are two aspects, the official said. There is the matter of the public scandal from all these comments about the Pope and the Synod. But there are also real problems in the diocese. Those were the focus of the visitation. There are concerns in the diocese about governance, about financial matters, about basic prudence. The official predicted that the Pope was unlikely to decide to depose Strickland as bishop of his diocese, a canonically rare act, but told the pillar that Pope Francis would be advised to encourage the bishop to resign. The consensus in the dicastery is that he will be asked to consider resigning, the official said. That has been the substance of discussion among the members. End lengthy quote. We'll get back to that article here in a moment. But yeah, they're going to encourage him to resign. And that makes it sound more like it's a voluntary thing. That's what they in the dicastery want you to think. And when he says no, then it'll make him look like a narcissist and that he's prideful in the rest of it. But they included the allegation that he's bad at his job, which is funny because I distinctly remember a letter from the faithful of his diocese to Rome not long ago, within the last month or two, trying to dispel those rumors that he was bad at his job. There are many, many dioceses in the U.S. alone run incompetently, and reports are that the problems in Tyler, Texas, aren't exactly out of the ordinary for the church in the present day. The reason they include those in their statements saying that they may request that he resigns is so that when they're forced to basically fire him from his post, like they did with the bishop in Puerto Rico, they can say, see, he was bad at his job. We have a good reason to do it. Just disregard all of those dioceses that are consolidating parishes, including liquidating church assets and fundraising around the clock to stave off bankruptcy from their Ted McCarrick problems. The Vatican isn't interested in dealing with those issues. By the way, you'll recognize some pressure he's getting here, or at least the names of some of the other bishops involved. They've been planning in this case to, well, force Strickland to resign and to pressure him in case he refuses. Quote, Depending on how the bishop responds, the strength of that encouragement could be increased, the official said, and cited the case of Bishop Richard Sticka, who announced his resignation as Bishop of Knoxville, Tennessee, earlier this year, after being informed he's no longer had the confidence of either the Holy See or his own clergy. Prevost, who has been Prefect of the Vatican Dicastery since April, leads the department responsible for recommending candidates for Episcopal appointments to the Pope. The department also oversees disciplinary investigations and processes concerning bishops' acts of governance under the norms of vos estes lux mundi and com una madre amore vole, laws brought in by Pope Francis to enhance accountability among the episcopate. Prevost, a, a member of the Augustinian order and a Chicago native, is one of three American members of the dicastery, the others being Cardinal Blaise Supich of Chicago, and Cardinal Joseph Tobin of Newark. End quote. Supich and nighty-night Tobin. Such luminous company Prevost keeps. Both of these men are close confidants of Francis. Tobin has a key position governing the coming conclave that will elect Francis' successor, and Supich speaks for Francis in America to the bishops. He is the voice of Francis in the United States, at least among the, the clergy. Prevost is closely associated with both men, and it's not surprising that he was given the post he was in the Roman Curia, which will allow Francis to remake the church in America in his own image, with the input of Supich and Tobin through their voice in the process. 
Prevost. See how all this works? But to his credit, regardless of the outcome, Bishop Strickland won't be silenced. He said as much to the reporter from Pillar Catholic. So back to that article, quote, Addressing the possibility that the visitation could lead to his being asked to resign, Strickland vowed in July that no matter the outcome, he expects to continue his public role in the church's life. They won't stop me, Strickland said. When we're speaking the truth of Jesus Christ, there is no politically correct. And the world can try to shut us down, but it won't work. End quote. Funny how he compared Rome, Francis, and the Vatican to the world. But he says he won't be silenced. But I do wonder, it is technically within Rome's power to silence him in a literal sense. They could conceivably convict him of trying to destroy the Holy Father and then send him away to a monastery somewhere. I mean, it'd be a kangaroo trial, but they could do it. That process would, of course, be a nightmare for Rome and cause them all kinds of negative press, but it could be done. It may not be worth the headache for them, but it is feasible. But Strickland says he won't be silenced, and some have said that he believes that he is doing the work of the Virgin Mary on her direct orders, or so the Pillar article goes on to say. I don't know personally the particulars of that claim, but if you do, let me know in the comments, please, because I'd like to know what he said about that. I'm genuinely curious, and I haven't been able to find anything on it. But what do you think about this story? Are you surprised that they're looking to move relatively quickly to ask for Strickland's resignation? I'm not surprised, to be honest. It seemed like it was going to be the inevitable outcome once he started tweeting about this stuff and once we found out that he was getting a visitation. I've been expecting this to happen since before the Synod meeting in October kicks off. But let me know what you think of this all in the comments, please. And keep Bishop Strickland in your prayers. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that does help as well. And consider supporting us on Patreon or in the by hitting that join button below. It is appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.